0: For too long, we've lived in a world of canceled and delayed. No more. Those plans you've been making, they're on. Thanks to OnGo, the number one ranked at-home rapid COVID-19 test. So that vacation where you get to swim with the pigs, it's on. Your friend's wedding that was pushed back four times, it's on. The roar of the stadium, it's on too. OnGo, COVID-19 test results in minutes. OnGo is available at letsongo.com radio and Amazon. This product has been authorized by the FDA during the public health emergency only and only for the detection of proteins from SARS-CoV-2, not other viruses. The claim number one ranked is supported by ECRI's usability evaluation conducted in December 2021. What course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo 50. So I need the help of all of you Jack Holes and Jill Holes out there that are listening. I have a favor to ask. If you've been following me on the Twitter, you know that, well, Evan McMullen keeps texting me. And he keeps asking me to help him replace Mike Lee here in the state of Utah as one of utah senators okay so he keeps texting me and he's texting me for a couple of weeks and, and now and, and don't get me wrong I, I do before before any of you get take this too seriously i'm well aware this is a robo text i i'm i'm well aware of that um i i used to work in campaign politics in fact i um uh, Worked on Mike Lee's campaign back in 2016. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware that 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 politicians do stuff like this all the time. But knowing the kind of guy that I am, I just find it comical that Evan McMullen is texting me. Because I don't remember giving any of my contact information to Stand Up Republic or anything of that sort that would help Evan McMullen out. The only thing I think I've ever done in terms of Evan McMullen is maybe follow him on social media and also maybe, you know, have voted for him back in 2016, which he has made me live to regret. But he keeps texting me. Um, I mentioned my first one on the um, critical thinking with Andrew Coppins that's also right here on Mojo 50. And Um I just what he did is he just texted, Hi Patrick, it's Evan McMullen. Running to replace Mike Lee. We must act to defend our democracy from extremism. Reply, Utah, if you're with me. Remove to end. Okay. So I just texted back with the only thing that that at the time made sense. I just said Let's go, Brandon. Well, this week, he decides to text me again. And I didn't, you know, I mean, we used to, when we did robocalls, because I I worked on Mia Love's campaign too, and we did a lot of robocalls and stuff like that back in 2012. I was actually rather impressed that um, we got callbacks. You know, I mean, these, these weren't necessarily meant to get callbacks when we get callbacks we'd have to go through the messages and things like that and it was just kind of one of those tedious things i would imagine that texts work you know what's somewhat similar that you actually are getting texts back and i would have thought the let's go brandon reply would have signaled oh hey don't text me again but i digress i know it's a robo text but I would think that they would have people on the other end moderating these things to figure out what is and what isn't a positive response, who to get campaign information to, uh, who to send more propaganda to, all this sort of fun stuff, right? You, you, would, you would think that. And then you would think if any, you get any kind of adverse responses from it that you would remove them from your said list. Well, that didn't happen with me. So he sends me another text. And and here's here's the funny part about this. I'm not the only one that got this. I mean my friend Eric Muto's got one, but he also lives here in the state of Utah. So that, that that makes sense. Because we're both constituents in this case, right? Or at least potential constituents. No. No, 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 no. Um Virginia Jack Hall got the exact same text. And she doesn't even live in the state of Utah. Now, granted. Can you get donors and stuff like that from other states? Sure. Um, people have donated to other campaigns across state lines all the time. So it is possible that he could be doing that. Well, he texts me and he says, Patrick, it's Evan McMullen, One week ago, we launched our campaign to replace Mike Lee. Will you chip in to send me to the Senate So I responded again. And this time I I also, I mean I posted both of my responses to Twitter. And th- with this particular response I'm like, okay, let's let's have a little fun with this. I said, "Because you keep sending me texts, would you be willing to come on my radio program and answer some questions? You have an open invitation. Your people can get in touch and we can set something up." I look forward to your campaign's reply. Um, I still haven't heard back from him. I haven't heard from anyone from his campaign. And funny enough, some of you have already chimed in with, um, with this thread. And I just said, well, hey, you know, at least one person, there's at least one person out there that wants some answers from you. And they don't even live in Utah. I do live in Utah. I hope you will consider coming on my show. Because sooner or later, you will have to answer some questions from your constituents and your potential donors. I mean, if you're running in any campaign, whether it be a local um, campaign of some sort, like like a mayoral, city council type of deal... Um, or you're running for for Senate or a representative, doesn't matter which office you are running for. There is always going to be those that are involved enough that are going to want answers from you. If you are doing any kind of campaign fundraising, before you can even get that fundraising, those donors want to know, who they're donating to and what kind of cause they're donating to. Do your politics in line with their politics? What are they getting out of it by donating to your campaign? People want to know some some answers. And considering he ran against both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in 2016 and presented himself as someone that seemed reasonable and conservative, more so than the two uh main party candidates at the time being donald trump and hillary clinton a lot of people voted for him and myself included he has since made an ass of himself and made asses of all of us that did vote for him and i've got some questions i mean if you want my vote i mean I i deserve to have some questions answered um you know because here's the thing i love mike lee I also believe in term limits I'm not saying I'm ready to get rid of Mike Lee yet I mean this would be his third term and by the time his third term would be up if he were to be reelected, he would have been in the senate for 18 years that's the better part of two decades I'm thinking that might be enough at that point I would hope that Mike Lee might think so at that point too I don't know. However, I do know that Mike Lee is a good guy. I haven't agreed with everything that he has said or done, but he has generally tried to uphold the principles of our Constitution and to represent the state of Utah in such a manner that upholds the principles of our Constitution. And I know the the never-Trumpers like Evan McMullen out there, well, he supported Donald Trump um, on some things, yeah, he, he did. Um, and yeah he he did endorse Donald Trump and things like that especially in the 2020 race um, but he was also critical of Trump at times and often voted against a lot of Trump policies because of the lack of constitutionality so to say that Mike Lee is an extremist or that he's a MAGA forever type would be inaccurate so He's calling Mike Lee an extremist. What exactly what is it that about Mike Lee that makes him an extremist? The fact that he's a constitutional conservative? The fact that he did support Donald Trump on many things? That that makes him an extremist? I mean, for for the sake of argument here, isn't it also an extremist mentality to oppose any government or elected official based on their personality or party alone, just, just for the sake of that you don't like their personality, you don't like their party politics. I'll even say it right here, right now. I supported Joe Biden in the Afghanistan withdrawal. Now, he botched that withdrawal but I supported the idea of withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan. It was something that needed to happen. Now, my idea on that has been challenged since then, given what has happened in Afghanistan, but I always thought, yeah, we should we, we should put an end to these never-ending wars and bring our troops home. Right? I mean, that, that that was reasonable. I thought Joe Biden was being reasonable with this. I mean, there's been a lot of politicians over the years that have promised these things and then failed to deliver one of them being donald trump by the way but if donald trump were still in office would he have removed our troops from afghanistan likely so would he have executed so differently also likely so the problem i have with the afghanistan withdrawal is not that we withdrew it's the execution of how we withdrew that is where i've been critical of president biden I didn't disagree with him about the idea of withdrawing, though. So isn't it also just an extreme mentality to oppose someone because you just don't like their personality or all of their politics? I mean, that that seems extreme too, right? Well, okay. But Evan McMullen, if, if you by chance happen to be listening to this, like, I, I will give you a fair shake you come on the show, I'm going to ask you tough questions. I'm going to ask you about these things that you have stood for and seemingly no longer stand for currently. Of why you have seemingly flip-flopped on some things that because it seems to be politically expedient. Or like the fact that you have Roughly six hundred and seventy thousand dollars of debt from running for president in twenty sixteen that you still have not cleared up. So my question is why is Evan McMullen running against Mike Lee? Is it because that he honestly believes that Mike Lee is an extremist? Is it because he honestly believes that Mike Lee is not a principled conservative or represents Utah in the correct way? Or or is it because he is trying to clear up some debt and uh, raise some money to clear up said debt from that uh, presidential run? I would love to know the answer. I don't know the answer. I just happen to know. You're $670,000 in debt. You want to trust me with your vote. If you're in this much debt as an individual, how much debt are you going to put the state of Utah in? If you can't handle that, why would I trust you in terms of Utah state interests and how it reflects on our state spending and our federal government spending? I mean, (laughs) we're, we're, we're what? 23 24 25 trillion dollars in debt now something like that i I lost track a long time ago and 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 you want me to trust you when you have all of this debt yourself i mean clear that up for me come on this program because i'm not the only utah that listens to this show Come and clear these questions up. Why are you running? Why do you have this debt? What are you doing to clean it up? How are you going to be different from Mike Lee? Why should we trust you more than Mike Lee? Tell me these things. Now, the other thing I thought of here too is, is Evan McMullin running for Senate because is he preparing for another presidential run in 2024? Is is, is that a possibility? It could be. He is now a registered independent. He's no longer a, a running as a Republican. So is he going to run as run as an independent for president in 2024? I don't know. Here's what I do know. And, and this is a tactic that is used in campaign politics all the time. Sometimes people will run for a major office, like take governor, for example. Um, they will run for that office knowing knowing that they are a smaller name on the ticket, knowing that they probably don't have a lot of recognition, but they run on that ticket anyway and try to do the best that they can, try to get some exposure, uh, try to get their name out there so that way when they run for their city council, more and more people know their name and are likely to, to vote for them. It is a tactic. So is he running for Senate to try to beef up his chances for running for a different office. Could it be another presidential run in 2024? Maybe. Could it be for something else? Maybe. Could his 2016 run have been for more for something like this, where he's going to run for Senate or House or something along those lines and try to get that instead? Also possible. I just know... This is what it looks like. This is a common tactic that is used in politics. But he's claiming that he's running to stop extremism, to stop the extremists. Well, I I have I have a question here. What could be more more extremist than being 120% anti-Trump? What, uh, what about um, teaming up with people like George Conway? You know, one of the, the, the leaders of the Lincoln Project. And some of the issues they've had within that organization. Like uh, um, Pederasty. Andrew Cobbs and I talked a lot about this. Uh, I think the end of last year. Um, you can go back and find it and listen to it. We talked about a, lot of, about a lot of these issues that are going on within the Lincoln Project. And then for someone, again, very hardcore, just anti-Trump and any, anti-anyone that might even remotely support Donald Trump. That's, that seems pretty extreme. Uh, Liz Cheney has lost a lot of credibility over the last year. And he, he, he and the Renew America movement uh, are supporting people like Liz Cheney in their re-election bids. Isn't that also kind of extremist? Also, the Renew America movement is uh, supporting moderate principled candidates. First of all, define what they, what they mean by moderate and principled candidates. Do they mean because they work on both sides of the aisle or are they more of the fence sitting type or is it just someone that they just tend to agree with or just someone that opposes a Donald Trump type mentality? What is that? and the reason why I'm asking this question is because while they're supporting candidates like that, they don't seem to be supporting any candidates currently that are running against democratic socialists, which is argumentably the most extreme type of group or political party in the United States right now. They're not supporting anyone that's running against a democratic socialist. They're supporting just a handful of candidates that they deem to be moderate and principled. Well, principled, what, what, what does that even mean in this case? I know what it means for me. I know what it, mean, it means. Truth, honesty, integrity, and upholding the the, the founding ideals of our Constitution upholding the ideas of freedom, liberty, things like that is is that in reflection with the candidates that Evan McMullen is supporting Well, if we're going based off Liz Cheney then certainly not. So I don't think that that's true but but here's another question I, I would have for uh, Evan McMullen. Isn't supporting Joe Biden also extremist? Because he voted for him. He voted for Joe Biden. Isn't that also extremist? Considering what we have been through in the last 10 months, considering that everyone was warned what was going to happen if Joe Biden took office and we're seeing it play out right in front of our eyes, isn't that also extremists. I mean, because people like Joe Biden were, were part of the reason why Evan McMullen ran in 2016. He didn't like Donald Trump, which I understand. He didn't like Hillary Clinton, which is very similar in this case to a Joe Biden type. Now, the difference between Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden has handlers and has no idea what the hell he's doing half the time. Hillary Clinton basically showed you her cards and was outright with some of these leftist radical things that she was planning to do you knew that joe biden hid in a basement for most of his campaign we looked at his record we warned you what would happen did people like evan McMullen listen no no he didn't and, and what is he doing to stop the fight you know, just to stop to stop the spread of socialism in this country. What is he doing? Because if that is a a radical extremist movement, what is he doing to stop that? Because he hasn't answered that question either. It's just supporting moderate and principled candidates. So, based on his Trump hating record, um. And who he's aligned himself with, uh, and and the lack of fighting against you know the extremist democratic socialism as they call it, and supporting people like Joe Biden, and uh, it, which is a, by the way violates everything he supposedly stood for in 2016. Not only portrays Evan McMullen as a hypocrite it also paints him as an extremist which the irony the sheer irony of this is is that he's running against to stop extremism yet he's become the very extremist that he claims to be fighting against and I do personally just find that to be absolutely 120 percent hilarious so in my almost 25 minute long spiel of Evan McMullen and the the favor that I'm asking of all of you jack holes and Jill holes and anyone else that might be listening to this program out there help me encourage. And, and you can do this however you want, whether it be via Twitter, Facebook, calling his office, emailing him, text. I don't care. I don't care how you do it. But help me get Evan McMullen on this program because, again, I have questions. I will give him a fair shake. I'm going to ask him about the very things that I just went through here. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. The very tip of the iceberg. All I'm asking for is, will the real Evan McMullen stand up? Because your constituents, your potential donors, want answers from you. And if you are serious about running for Senate... You will sit down, even with those that may disagree with you, and debate and answer these questions to the best of your ability to try to convince people why they should vote for you. That is what a good leader would do. That is what actually would any good politician would also do. Question is, will he man up to do it? And before I go to break, if you haven't done this yet, you need to go to preparewithmojo50.com. The reason why... Things are getting crazy out there. You're seeing what's going on with the labor shortage right now, right? You're seeing how that's impacting the economy and our shelves and the upcoming holidays and and all the potential ramifications of it. All the more reason to get your emergency food supply taken care of by going to preparewithmojo50.com and and getting your four-week, two-week, 72-hour kit or even an eight-week food emergency food supply kit. All you gotta do, going so go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is prepare with mojo50.com. You're listening to the Padoni Show right here on the Mojo50 Network. I will be right back right after this break. Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. (laughs) The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools, preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. General, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat Coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to M25 5m.org m25m.org Welcome back to the Pat Ony show right here on Mojo 50 I am your host Pat O'Neil Follow me over on Twitter at The Padoni Show. Follow me over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and also over on The Locals with Andrew Coppins. Uh, we are both at the Critical Thinking community over there. All you got to do is go to criticalthinking.locals.com, um, backslash subscribe. It's just five bucks a month. We do some extra things over there. Um, we were putting the video format of the show of Critical Thinking on there. Um, but because they, they changed some of the rules and stuff on us, the video format of our show is exclusive over on the rumble page now. So if you're interested in watching, um, critical thinking, you can actually go to, um, rumble.com backslash critical thinking and watch there. Um, but if you want to subscribe, you want to help our shows, you want to help our cause, you want to, um, support our message. Um, please go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. It is just five a month, folks. And it's a very, very simple subscription that you can do to help out those that are, are standing for um, not just critical thinking, but for liberty and principles and um, American values and, and just standing for these kinds of things. Um, so all you got to do, criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. That's criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. You can also download the Locals app, um, so I really appreciate it. And I do co-host, um, for those that that maybe don't know, um, I don't always just host this show. I'm also the co-host for Critical Thinking on right here on Mojo Five O as well. Um, and that airs every Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, um, right before Stu Peters and Patriotically Correct. So um, there you go. And also, if you would, please tell one person, um one whether it be a family member or a friend about this show the padoni show and critical thinking this weekend because that's how we grow the shows that's that's what we do to grow is is through our audience and through you you help us to grow by getting more people over to listen to the things that that we're talking about and, and what we're commenting on and and helping people to critically think and understand the issues of the day. So it is much appreciated if you could do that. And all you got to do is just tell them to go to um, Apple Podcasts because that's apparently the number one place for podcasts right now um, because Stitcher is declining. So all you got to do is just have them go to Apple Podcasts, have them find the shows over there, and then rate us because nothing... Strokes are are, our male egos more than than you giving us a perfect rating and helping the supposed algorithms um, being able to move us up higher in those rankings and be more visible to other potential listeners out there. So we really, really appreciate all of your support and and we thank you very much. And Mojo, by the way, Mojo 5.0 is doing a, a um, Christmas thing right now with a with a Christmas ornament that you can get. All you got to do is go to mojo50.com backslash donate, and it's just twenty five bucks, and you will get a Christmas ornament with the Mojo 50 uh, logo and stuff on it. Something really cool to hang on your tree this year. Again, mojo50.com backslash donate, um, and you can get the Mojo 5.0 ornament and that also just helps us keep the lights on and pay the bills and whatnot and what have you so we're not going anywhere anytime soon so don't 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 fear anything but that is that is part of how we can keep the lights on and keep things going so we really do appreciate it if you could do that so if you were listening to the um, top half of the show um, I was talking a lot about Evan McMullen and how he's been or rather his campaign has been sending me texts asking for my support of him and i I want him to come on the show and I'm asking all of you listeners out there within the sound of my voice to help me get him to come on this show um, and and answer some some very valuable questions for his potential voters his constituency his donors and really the American people because I think a lot of people a lot of people who voted for him back in 2016 want answers on why he's doing what he's doing now Um, so I don't think it's just Utahns I think it's a lot of people that that really want answers that really want to understand how he went from where he was in 2016 to where he is now in 2021. And so we want to understand. We want to understand where he stands on these things, why he's doing what he's doing. What better way to do that and to come on a program like mine and and talk about these things? Yes, I know. I'm a small-time program. I'm a small-time weekend show. But if you can't do this with a small-time weekend show, how do you expect to be able to handle when the primetime shows come calling and to be able to handle the questions that they're going to ask um, provided they actually do their damn jobs, you know, because if it's someone like CNN, well, you know, can we really trust them to, to give Evan McMullen a fair shake? And by giving him a fair shake, it means giving him credit where credit is due and also asking him the hard questions and actually holding his feet to the fire um on on those more controversial issues that that people tend to disagree with him on and want to know why he's flip-flopped on those things over the years why he is where he is so all i'm asking is for you jack holes and jill holes out there get on twitter get on facebook get on your email um call his office i don't care how you do it all i'm asking is help get him on this show i will give him a full hour and we will talk about anything and everything in regards to his campaign. And we will suss out all of the issues. Um, and like I said, I will treat him fairly. I will treat him with respect. until, um, and, and I will always treat anyone, regardless of their um, political ideology or affiliations, with respect when they come on this program until they, other, they show me otherwise. So... I'm happy to have him on here. I'm happy to show him that respect. I'm happy to um, ask him questions and give him a platform to talk about his campaign. That said, I'm going to ask him those hard questions. He's not just going to come on here and just promote his campaign. And, And like any good leader and any good politician, they should be prepared to do these things at all times and be able to because it makes your campaign stronger. It makes your message stronger when you can show that, hey. I can talk to somebody that, that I fundamentally disagree with, and I can show them why I'm a worthy candidate for, for this office that I'm running um, and do so. It takes guts. It takes guts to do it. And I, I, I sincerely would hope that for what he's doing, that he would have the guts to do so and own up to some of the things that people are asking about. So help me out. See what you can do with that. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now that said, you know, this is uh, Saturday, which means it's a college football Saturday, which means normally I would be playing the Ohio State theme song right now if Ohio State was playing today, but they are on their bye week this week. And for all of you haters out there, so is Penn State and so is that team up north. They are all on bye weeks this week, which Big Ten, Kevin Warren, how in the hell do you let this happen? Those are probably the three three biggest-named teams in the Big Ten, and they're all on a bye week this week? That makes zero sense. Um, and I understand you know, the need for bye weeks and things like that. I get it, but they always drive me nuts because then that means I can't watch my team play. So I'm just a little sad, a little sad. Andrew Coppins, on the other hand, gets to watch His Wisconsin Badgers play Army, so that you know that actually could be a tougher game than than uh, than not. But hopefully Wisconsin wins that game. So you heard if Coppins, if you're listening, you heard me say that I'm 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 rooting for your Badgers in this one. So um, and also we we do cover um, the Big Ten and we do make picks every week for the Big Ten and we do a pick six for the NFL every week. Uh, the way the NFL picks work is that we do the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games, and then um, we always have our two teams in there. Um, so uh, we, we we have those as well. Then we do another feature game that, that we think would be a good game as well. So, um, so we have the NFL picks up. We have our Big Ten picks up. Ironically, though, um, Andrew Coppins decided to go exactly with what I picked in terms of my Big Ten picks this week like he completely and totally copied me. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed. Kind of disappointed. Um so and by the way for all of the uh TTUN or as I like to call them sometimes Canada fans out there, even Andrew Coppin says they suck. And they're 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 not worth 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 rooting for. Um you know, because we always say the Big Ten is the only conference that matters. That's why we cover the Big Ten in the first place. Everyone in the Big Ten except for TTUN or as I refer to them sometimes as, as Canada. So even he agrees. So there you go. All right. So now um, I've got some coronavirus stuff to talk about. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle published an article noting that California has some of the lowest COVID-19 cases in the U.S., even though their vaccination rate is behind states that are currently struggling with that uh, pesky Delta variant. Uh, States like Vermont, Maine, um, are relatively high in terms of their Um, vaccinated population and they should be in theory shielded from the the delta variant Um, but that uh, it sent their cases recently uh, up sky high which is kind of funny and not in a ha-ha kind of way Uh, in fact uh, vermont has the highest vaccination rate in the country uh, among those 65 years or older, 99.9% are fully vaccinated, and 74% of those 18 to 64 are also fully vaccinated. And that data comes from, by the way, just in case you're all wondering, is from the Mayo Clinic. But, but, the, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle pointed something out here. And that that's despite the high vaccin rate, vaccination rate in Vermont... It recently set a single-day case record for the entire, the entire pandemic. And as of October 1st, Vermont's seven-day average was up to 100,000 people, was 30, triple of that of the Bay Area in California. So California actually has some of the lowest rates in terms of coronavirus cases right now and they are well behind places in New England like Vermont and maine and, and so on so what does that mean well you see people tend to uh talk about the the coronavirus in terms of in, in these vaccines like they're going to reduce the chances of transmitting the virus. If that were true, then what's going on in New England right now? That doesn't make any sense. And there's certainly reason for that skepticism, given what's going on with the data. But at the country level, there appears to be no discernible relationship between population of fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases in the last seven days. The researchers concluded, and this is this is from this the study from the San Francisco Chronicle that they, they did, and it was a European study, I believe. Uh, in fact, the trend line suggests marginally positive associations such as countries with higher percentages of population fully vaccinated have higher COVID-19 cases per 1 million. So wait, counties with higher percentage of fully vaccinated also have higher cases of COVID-19 per 1 million. Huh? Interesting. Well, um, I'm just going to call this guy, Dr. J because I can't, I can't pronounce his last name to save my life. I've even listened to it a few times and I can never, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. So Dr. J is a professor of medicine who studies epidemiology at Stanford. He recently suggested that the research indicates that the mRNA vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna offer abundant individual protection. Credits his own speedy recovery from COVID-19 to the vaccines, but they do not contribute to herd immunity or improve public health. Okay, so... I have a question here then if the vaccines don't contribute to herd immunity and they don't necessarily contribute to public health per se. And this, which, which means it would make it a more individualized choice. What's with the, what's with all the mandates. What's with the threatening of the mandates from, from the the Biden administration. What is with um? Southwest Airlines and other companies out there that are trying to mandate all their employees to get the vaccine or lose their job. Because I don't get it. But the article continues. The findings published of the European Journal of Epidemiology help explain why the U.S. states such as Vermont and Maine are suffering massive cases outbreak despite their high vaccination rate public health experts also point out that California has much higher levels of natural immunity than its eastern counterparts. So could it be that California the reason why they they have lower covid cases right now than than those states in New England that are some of the most highly vaccinated states in the country? Could it be could it be that their case numbers are lower because they have more of a herd immunity, more natural immunity. It certainly looks that way. But I digress. So if getting vaccinated is simply a matter of individual health, there there would um, be little reason for the government or anyone else to be involved in, in people actually getting the vaccine, right? But if the vaccine were a threat to public health, or, or, or rather if not getting vaccinated were a threat to public health, then you know the government actually might have a case here. But what we're seeing right now is there's no correlation between those who are vaccinated and the number of cases. So it's almost like we're still using a really, 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 really bad metric when it comes to making public policy. That bad metric being the number of cases. The metric that we should be following is hospitalization rates, death rates. Why aren't we doing that? We're still basing all of this off of cases. So in other words, if the evidence shows that COVID vaccination is primarily about individual health, which it seemingly does, um, then there, there's, there's no reason for these mandates, especially if there's, if it's not really stopping or not really slowing down case numbers. So, um, seems to be a little messed up. So, but now, I, I want to point this out because I think I think a lot of people are missing the point here when it comes to these vaccination mandates. In truth, there is no vaccination mandate. Let me, let me see that one more time there is no vaccination mandate i want you to let that sink in for just a minute while i tell you a little bit about Romika designs if you haven't gone to Romika designs you should with the holidays coming up um if, if whether it's for yourself or for a loved one Um, go to Romeka Designs. They they do a lot of stuff there that can make great gifts. And they've got a lot of stuff there that you can use for holiday decor. So if you're needing to update some of your holiday decor, whether it be for Halloween or Thanksgiving or even Christmas, go to Romekadesigns.com backslash the pounding show. They do a lot of great custom engravings and great decorations, stuff that can make for great gifts, um, stuff that could actually also help promote your business. Um, I know uh, Andrew Coppins has used them f- to some degree. I've done some gifts for some family. I'm actually going to be using them also for my, my program as well. Um, so stay tuned for that because that's something that I am working on in the background. Um, I hope to have something finalized here soon in terms of um, with, with the logo and everything I'm going to be using. Um, so all I'm saying is they are a great resource for either your business or... Uh, your personal needs in terms of decor or great gifts for friends and family. All you got to do is go to romicadesigns.com backslash the Poundy show, use the promo code Pat and get 10% off your purchase today. That is designs.com backslash the Poundy show. Use the promo code Pat and get 10% off your purchase today. You will not regret it. So I just told you that there is no vaccine mandate on the books to date, we are seeing different companies implement mandates as a company, but there is no national mandate when it comes to the coronavirus vaccine. So well, then, wait a minute. Why did uh, why did why did why did President Biden come out in a press conference and say that he is going to mandate the coronavirus vaccine? <laughs> well. <laughs> It's funny that you might ask. There's really a few reasons. 3 that I can think of. And you can tweet at me if you can think of any more. But there's really 3 that are are it. One of which is the Biden administration does not want to get tied up into any legal matters with the courts. Because if he were to mandate this vaccine, I can tell you right now, this is going to court, especially for people that may have a higher risk of adverse reactions from getting the vaccine, that will not hold up in court for the Biden administration. There is no way that that can. So you cannot just make this vaccine and mandate it for anyone and everyone. Again, what is medicine for one may be poison for another. This will create a legal conundrum within the courts. The Biden administration does not does not want to get hung up in the any legal battles with um, the coronavirus vaccine mandate. So that's why there is no um, mandate on the books. Another reason would be because they can make companies do this. Just just the public fear will will make people like. Companies like Southwest we're seeing right now do this, where they are making all of their pilots and personnel get vaccinated. And we're seeing a lot of people quit because of it. And they're putting the pressure on airlines like Southwest. And for good reason. So what is this going to ultimately do in the end? It will, it's going to make companies like Southwest, because I, I guarantee you this will also go to court at some point. I don't know when. It's going to be a matter of timing. The airlines and other businesses that are, that are mandating this vaccine will end up in court for the very same reason that if the Biden administration were to make a vaccine mandate. What is medicine for one may be poison for another. The risk of getting the vaccine and of, of adverse reactions from that vaccine may be higher than um, those that that are, are getting covid so there's just no way that that's going to uphold in court. And I think the last one really I think is, is not necessarily as obvious, but it should be. It should be obvious. Um, it's either you're making people choose between, what you're doing is you're, you're putting fear in people. You're making them choose between their job and getting vaccinated, being able to provide for their families, and getting vaccinated. So it's, it's hey, I'm going to threaten this mandate, and then we're going to see how many people are just going to take that leap and actually get vaccinated because they are afraid of what the government may or may not do, or what their company may or may not do, based on whether or not they get the vaccine. But, but here's here's my ultimate question with this, is where are the lawmakers in D.C. when it comes to something like this? Where is the check and balance? Because Biden threatened a vaccine, yet really no one's really doing anything about it in D.C. in terms of Congress. Why is that? Not even the GOP is really doing much. Yeah, you've got your... Mike Lee's and Rand Paul's and Ted Cruz's of the world that are going to say something about it, but what are they really doing about it at the end of the day? That's my question there. Also, I really, and I, I truly believe this. I don't know that they are actually going to come up with unenforceable vaccine mandate that is real. I don't know that we're ever going to see a vaccine mandate on the books because the idea is to ultimately go through OSHA with this, right? And make this part of like an OSHA regulation. Well, first of all, a lot of places violate OSHA regulations anyway, and they never hear anything from OSHA ever. So that's going to be pretty weak in of itself. So how are they going to keep track of everyone that's compliant with these standards So I don't I don't think it's going to happen and I think the big reason why it's not going to happen and this is probably the biggest reason Have you seen Biden's approval numbers lately? They're pretty damn low. Um Quinnipiac had him I think at 38% earlier this week. And while Quinnipiac is not necessarily a accurate poll it is also not a friend of the right it is a very liberal poll so that would mean his approval rating is likely lower than 38 percent in fact it might even be barely 30 percent so if Biden's looking to maybe improve some of the chances of the uh, Democrats winning in 2022 and to help his party out. Is he really going to go through with a vaccine mandate? I think he wants to, I think he, I think he might even try to, but when push comes to shove at the end of the day, I don't think he will follow through with it because it will be more damaging to him and to his potential 2024 bid if he even makes it to 2024, um, it will be detrimental to that and it will be detrimental to Democrats in 2022. So I, I just don't see how that is going to happen at the end of the day. And by the way, you would think you would think that the Biden administration would know about the uh, lack of correlation between COVID cases and being vaccinated. Like I just thought that study that I just went over, you would think they would know that. But uh, if they don't know that, then they are um, grossly incompetent. But then again, that is the Biden administration for you, isn't it? You listen to the paddling show right here on Mojo 5.0. I will be back Monday night with Andrew Coppins at 5 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned for that. Until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. This is the seditious, rabble rousing, liberty loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba!